You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live Portraits, featuring intimate, in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live Portraits, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live Portraits. I am your host, Dario Kristen. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. What's up? And if you are watching us right now, to the left of me is the legendary actress, one of the most in-demand actresses as well. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis is in the house with Woo! us today. Baby! Ruby's from Black and one of my outfits. I have them get me ready today. Okay, okay. Real good. And she's a hoe, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining thank us. You. I'm happy to be here. And congratulations. Blackish is doing Ooh. unbelievable. And you got so many projects that I you're working am on. I am yes. so excited. I am so, so, so. There, it, I'm having such a blast on Blackish. I mean, come on. I'm. I'm Morpheus's ex-wife. Yeah. I'm working with Morpheus. That's right. That's right. Lawrence Fishburne. I got to <laughs> tell you, I was on, okay, I'll brag a little bit. I was on a yacht in Athens. Look at oh. you. When they called and said, there's a show called Blackish, and they want you to play Anthony's mother. I said, well, Blackish better have some greenish. <laughs> <laughs> and when they said, um, Lawrence Fishburne, I was on the next flight. I know that's right. Of course, I've worked with Tracy, and she's amazing, and and Anthony is beyond himself, and those children are wonderful. So, and the set itself is amazing. I mean, just the three words: fun, fun, fun. That's all it is to it. And what a gig! Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. a gig! And what a show! The writers. Can we just pause? For the writers and how bold this writing is, how wonderful it is, how they brought these topics into modern day uh, subjects and just coming out so strong from the gate. And I'm Mm -hmm. very, very proud to be on this particular show. Mm. And and I know at the beginning, um, actually, with the show, there was controversy over the title of the show. Mm -hmm. And but people obviously from all races have fallen in love with the show. What do you think it is about that that everyone can relate to? Well, once again, you know, we are addressing these modern day issues Mm -hmm. and people can sit back on their sofas and listen and learn and then engage in conversation about these uh, topics that a lot of people they're so hush hush about gun control and yeah. and you know religion and homosexuality and and you know everything you 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 can think of these mm-hmm. writers are not afraid and that's uh, that's what I think the show is that's why I think it's so su- successful now. Do you think that we as black people are a little bit too sensitive about issues now because everybody even you were mentioning some of the things that you know gun control which is obviously a serious issue but then we have like Black Lives Matter All Lives Matter people are Black Twitter that gets upset about any thing that you put on right now, I feel like they just get upset about. Do you think that we well, are... Well, people, people live for con- uh, controversy, unfortunately. I wish we were a more peaceful people. Mm. I think, um, you know, I don't want to go off the subject, but I, I for one, and I don't want to sound naive, but, you know, give peace a chance. Yeah. You, you'd be surprised just how fragile we are. 
mm-hmm. and all of that stress that we bring to the internet, all that combative uh, dialogue over and over every day. Settle the fuck down. <laughs> Settle the fuck down and say something nice to somebody. Yeah. And are we too sensitive? Yes, we are. But I think we need to start paying more attention to education and, and you know, people, so many people being below the poverty line. Uh, let's get to the real issues. The, yeah. uh, let's try to use our humanity more uh, than taking up the sword. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, I'm bored with it. Um, my mother just passed away. And um, hmm, you learn that's my phone and that's my man. Somebody get it. <laughs> I don't uh, does he want to call in? He can call in. Yeah, he's finally trying to call in. Stop all that traumatizing, Miss Thing. And just answer the question they asking you. Ain't nobody talking about uh, world peace and shit. They're asking you about gun control. They're talking about peace. Give peace a chance. Who you think you are? John Lennon? Shut the fuck up. Gandhi? Some goddamn body? Shut the fuck up. So that's probably what he's saying. So so wait a minute. Text him back and tell him to kiss my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Next question, goddammit. I was trying to be nice. And you had a good point, too. You're making a good point. You had a great point. But but no, the truth is, is, the truth is, is I just think there's too much drama. And I think there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, it's great to have an opinion. It's great that we, you know, we have the right to speech and everything and say whatever the fuck we want to. But I think (laughs) people ask me, you know, because I'm an optimist. I really am. Well, it was that one man in Chicago, but that's another story. (laughs) People ask me, my girlfriend said, you're all girl, I'm in debt. I'm like, girl, go out and spend as much money as you want. I said, because when that hurricane comes off the Atlantic and works its way all the way to the Midwest, (laughs) it ain't gonna matter. I said, "The, the weather it's going to even the score. Mm. People sure. need to calm down. Mm-hmm. We got, we, we burning up. Yeah. And, and people are even thinking about putting a Republican in the office when these sons of bitches don't think in global warming. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm so fucking hot. I'm like, what? Burning the fuck up. <laughs> and then my girlfriend is sitting in here. She just moved from uh, the East Coast and it's so cold. She called me crying. Uh, said there was some uh, uh, a frozen sleet hitting her face in yeah. Brooklyn as yeah. she was walking no, down the street. Real. And I said, bitch, get your fucking ass out of here. <laughs> And here she sits right in the studio, dumbass. I mean, she was crying. Tell me she's so cold. Get the fuck out of there. But the bottom line truly is, I, I, I really, and I, you know, look, this is who I am, guys. I think we need I to be, you. the word kind <clears throat> is not used as often as it should be. Um, like I said, one thing about when your mother passes away, I think one thing that happens to you, and it's happened to me, because, you know, I used to say in my shows, uh, my name is Jennifer Motherfucker Lewis, and I ain't dying for nobody, you know. Yeah. And I cuss God out. I don't want to die. But you know what? We're all going to go there one yeah. motherfucking day. So be nice and embrace this shit. Embrace nature and, you know, and the fact that, you know, we share the planet with, you know. I mean, I always tell people, I Shit, I'm happy to be on a planet where there is a, an Aretha Franklin, mm. where there was a Mandela, where Hillary Clinton and, and, and Michelle Obama. And, look at the people who have moved through the soot yeah. and are standing saying, here I am, baby, signed, still delivered, I'm yours. I want to be one of those people. I read a book once. This is a very interesting metaphor. 
Wow, this one blew me away. I think it's in a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World. They said something about if you were to stack the bones of people who believed themselves to be failures, if you were to stack those bones, the shadow would cast down over the Great Pyramid of Giza. Mm. I don't want my bones in that fucking pile. Mm. It's simple as that. I don't want my bones in that pile. I want to be standing on top of fucking a pyramid. I know that's right. Damn, here I am, baby. <laughs> Send me. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so deep. I love you. Are, I know. Okay, so I know going back to kind of you growing up, you grew up in Missouri, mm-hmm. and you are the baby of seven. Mm-hmm. Have you always had this personality, you know, with with within your family? And at what point did you know that? Entertainment was going to be the career choice for you. Okay, I'm going to go around the circle as I do. Uh, First of all, I want you to know I was born and raised in a place called Kenlock, Missouri, and it is on the border of Ferguson, Missouri. Mm -hmm. So I was warned, even as a child, never to go to Ferguson alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I was met with, you know, a lot of racism when I was coming up, as my mother did. Um, But I had a personality where I, quite frankly, didn't care. I really didn't. Uh, uh, Kenlock didn't have a movie theater, and Ferguson did. So you see, even having been told never to go there alone, there I was on a Saturday afternoon, alone, in the balcony, eating my popcorn, imagining myself up on the silver screen. And as you can see, I have now done, what? (laughs) 63 movies, 259 television shows, four Broadway shows, and toured in concerts all over the world. I gotta take a moment to clap for that, because... And and, and listen, I say that with great humility. You mustn't let anything stop you if you have a dream. And see, being the seventh child, my mother being 26 when she had me. So imagine that kind of Mm. shit. So um, I didn't get much attention. My mother was like, get the fuck out of here, go tell your big sister. So my whole thing was, you know, oh, see me, mama, see Mm -hmm. me. And then that turned into fists. See me, and then it turned into the diva. Uh, see me, oh, you will see me, bitches. <laughs> and then I came into the spirituality of my um, beingness, and uh, my hands, the fists went away. The tension in my hands went away. And now I'm like, hey, bitches, how's everybody? <laughs> now I'm just waving my hands going, yeah, bitch, yeah, I said it. Get the fuck on. What you going to do about it? And I'm like, Morpheus, bring that shit on. <laughs> so, um, I'm taking a blue pill today. That's right. Yeah, you got that right if you only knew about the blue pill. So uh, I take two blue pills every morning. <laughs> I do for my bipolar disorder. I most certainly do. And both of those bitches are blue. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want me off them bitches. Oh, honey, you think I'm talking shit now. But anyway, yeah, um, being the baby, um, I had to always demand attention. And uh, I've been doing it. I'm still, I'm 58 and I'm still demanding attention. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful is that it is being paid now. Mm -hmm. You believe that shit. (laughs) How's everybody? All right now. Was there something specific that you recall that uh, for that transition when you dropped the fist and really was able to spread your wings spiritually? Was there a certain thing that happened in your life at that time? What was the catalyst for that? Because a lot of very, people get stuck. Very good fist. question. Very good question. You know, we are habitual creatures. 
So, this is a very, very interesting um, uh, question, and it's 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 certainly. I'm very clear on the answer, but I pause and hesitate only in that so many things happen, uh, happened. I want to choose the one today that I think fits this uh, room and this environment. You know, I was doing Dream Girls on Broadway. Well, I did the workshop of Dream Girls when they let Jennifer Holliday go. They, fi- they hired me and then hired her back for that voice. And I'll tell you, I wasn't mad, because shit, I couldn't sing like that. <laughs> I could sing, but I couldn't fucking sing like Jennifer Holiday. So, but everybody started dying from AIDS. And by the time I moved out here, uh, my best friend had AIDS, and um, he died. Three days later, my father died. And uh, my grief was beyond myself. I mean, it just came back to back to back. The boys were dying. The boys were dropping dead. The boys, Michael Peters, Michael Michael Bennett, they just, it, my makeup artist, my pianist, my backup singers, my, my everything, they were falling like flies. So I just went on and had a nervous breakdown. Hmm. It was too much. I, you know, a hmm. silent war had been declared and and we were so young, we weren't supposed to be experiencing that kind of mm. death. Not back to back every day, three, four, five a day. Mm. So after hitting the floor and just really grieving beyond myself, I, uh, a friend of mine looked at me and said, you know, Jenny, <laughs> there is no greater journey than the journey within. And God, did that sound exciting to me. Now, I had been searching a long time, but mostly outside of myself, you know, psychics and this one and that one and, you know, everything from, you know, uh, crystals to a colonic to, you know, to the, it wasn't matter what the fuck it was, you know, you search. Is it in my ass? Where is it? But anyway, where exactly is the fucking answer? <laughs> ah, now, that's some funny shit. That's some real shit. <laughs> And sometimes I couldn't get an appointment, and I used to say, "Look, is that is it that much shit in this city? Are people that full of shit in this city?" So anyway, that's a good one. (laughs) I love myself. So anyway, uh, yeah, it was that (sighs) unspeakable horror that made me say, "Yeah, I think I'm going to take that journey inside." And of course, being bipolar. And having been depressed all, you know, half my life, um, I was tired. Mm-hmm. And because we are habitual creatures, it's unfortunately that human beings, in order to change, oh, we have to get tired. You have to just fucking get tired. That's true. And then you change something. Unfortunately, it usually takes a near-death experience for us to change. And that's happened a couple of times with me. I almost drowned in the Pacific Ocean. I told God, I said, whatever the fuck you want, baby. Please, <laughs> ah, that fucking wave was so high. I tell you, that, that wave was tall as the Alps. And I was out that you know, boogie boarding and shit. And it was a hurricane <laughs> off the Baja in Mexico. I was like, bitch, what kind of wave is that? That fucking wave came and washed my ass, threw me around. I came up, 
I had two seconds to get a my, to get a before the other way slapped the shit out of me. You know, my titties are huge. You know, so I was just being tossed around. I think one of my titties slapped me in the face. I don't know what the fuck happened. But here comes the third fucking wave, and I didn't have time to take my breath. So that bitch was washing me. Some white man said, "Are you all right?" I said, "No, oh. motherfucker, I'm not all right." So he ran over there, and the wave slapped the shit out of both of us. We the hands went apart. Oh my god! But I'll tell you, after all that drama, as I was being washed by that third wave, you know, you go into shock when you're drowning. And I heard this big voice in my head. This is a great memory. Well, not drowning, but what came to my head. And it said it was so loud in my head. I mean, I was being washed, and of course, by that time, being in shock, the shit was just slow motion, and I didn't really hear the roar of the wave anymore. You're dying. You're, you're yeah. drowning. And this big voice came, and it said, "With and I was smiling. It was with you know lightness. It said, "Thank you." Thank you, God. I had a great time, and I did. And I always honored that moment because I had lived a life that I wanted to live. I got to do what I wanted to do with my life, and I was happy. And it was okay that I was going. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, okay." You know, I was mad. I was like, "Fuck you!" But really, I said, <laughs> "But I was ready. I really was ready to go if I was going." And sh- sure enough, a, a, a lifeguard was right there and, and saw me drowning and. Put me into on you know it's like something out of a movie. Put me on the shore, pumped the water out of me. So much water came out of me, mm-hmm. and uh, the only thing I had for him was an eight by ten up at the house. I'm, <laughs> and I gave him a Coca Cola. I was like, "Thank you, motherfucker." <laughs> and he was like, "This all I get." I said, "I ain't got no money." You know, I wasn't a star then, but no, I'm just getting around. <laughs> but yeah, he did save my life, and um, wow, what an experience. And I bet you, any, I'll tell you, I changed a lot of shit after almost drowning. I was going to say, you, sure. you, you really have to, look, guys, look, just let me use this microphone yes. to tell people how precious life is. If you don't know, I mean, there are cumulus nimbus clouds in the day out. We're in the valley right now and they're everywhere. And you got to take that in. You got to look at the moon. It's sitting up there. Kiss it sometimes. Say, what up, motherfucker? You know, <laughs> but acknowledge. Acknowledge this beautiful planet. If you if you all fucked up and you don't like where you are. Get the fuck out of there. Just I mean, because we all got some shit going on. Look in the mirror and take responsibility for your life. And then you can change things. I did it. I'm saying I took responsibility. Some kid asked me, a journalist, she said, Miss Lewis, I was just talking about myself. I mean, what else was I doing? I'm talking, 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 talking about myself. And I said something about it. I said something, you know, I said, oh, honey, I've touched bliss. And then I went on about my career. career. And then she stopped me when I finished. She said, Miss Lewis, can we go back to something? I said, what is it, baby? She said, did I hear you say that you had touched bliss? I looked back from the phone. I went, well, goddamn, somebody's listening. <laughs> she said, how, when did that happen? I mean, how did, and I told her, I said, it was the day I looked in the mirror and took responsibility for every choice I had made, was going to make, and the motherfucker I was making at that moment. Responsibility. Responsibility. I did it. 
You can spend your life pointing your finger if you want to. I did that for a long time. I was real mad at my mama. But I ain't mad no more. You got to look over there. And you got to let it roll off. Or then it'll, or it'll eat you. I think people just get stuck in their cycle. They don't know how to get out of their cycle. Well, you better go get some help. You better do something to, to break the cycle. Because if you continue what, you know, it's just the same recipe. Yeah. If you don't change something, it's going to taste the same. You got to be bold. Now, one thing I will, I'll give you, you know, and a lot of people already know this, but journal. Mm-hmm. Write your feelings down and get them off of you. That's an easy one. Just write every night. Uh, you, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm, I've got a book deal from Harper Collins, and I'm mm-hmm. writing my memoir as we speak. Um, mm, just lost my train of thought about my memoir, my memoir. Oh, and I'm going to talk about um, everything that I can. You see, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pull back <clears throat> from it. Right. I'm telling the whole story, truth, whole truth, nothing but truth. Now I slept with 98 men. No, I'm sorry, it was 9,000 men. But and that's got to go with. Uh, y'all mm-hmm. can laugh. It wasn't 9,000. It, it's 90,000. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it'll all be in the book. We keep adding zeros. Look, <laughs> we add zeros to the end here. Now, let me be honest. I, I really get, forgot my train of thought, and it's a shame because I had a great point. Does anybody remember? You were talking it's about, about journaling memoir. and your memoir. Oh, the memoir. Listen, because I always knew I was going to be a star because that's all I ever wanted to be, I started journaling in the seventh grade. I've got right. 63 journals. I'm 58 years old. Wow. So the book is fucking written. It's right. Yeah. It's, really, it's already yeah. written. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my co-writer, ghostwriter, whatever you want to call it, she's in heaven <laughs> because I have those journals. Now, I didn't know as a kid that I was, in fact, saving my life by writing that much. I didn't know anything to learn. I could kill lock. Oh, you can journal. I'm like, bitch, please. <laughs> I mean, we uh, we called it a diary back then. You know, you yeah. kept your diary. And now it's all there. You know, captain of the cheerleading squad, president of my class, and all the thoughts I had, you know, when I beat out the competition and, and the uh, the pattern that had to be... Mm, it had to be stopped. There was too much pain in the game. You got to get that shit out of you, and you got to get it out of you however you can, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So do the work, people. You know, if you need help, some shit, you know, go get some help, man. Um, I had a young man tell me that he went to see a therapist and he didn't trust the therapist. <laughs> That's really not your job. You go in there and trust yourself. You go in there and you trust yourself. You do the work. I mean, a lot of therapists, you know, are in therapy to damn selves. But <laughs> you got you got to make the effort. You got to make the effort. You just can't run out and go, oh, I didn't like that. Give it time. You know, if you pray for other things and pray for the chemistry to find somebody that you have a chemistry with. But do the work. Don't run. I have a kid I know that quit school because he felt he was uh, smarter than the teachers. Excuse me? It's not your job to go there and compare your shit with the instructor or the professor. Your job is to go get an education. Do your best and leave the rest. Because I'm telling you right now, honey, like Loretta Devine said in, in uh, Dream Girls, I'm talking about the Broadway show, even though the confetti has been thrown, still don't make it no party. Mm-hmm. You got to do the work and everybody's responsible for their own shit. 
So look in the mirror. That's Michael Jackson's greatest song. Mm. You're right about that. I'm asking him to change his name. Okay? Change your own name. And I love a quote that you had seen in a prior interview where you said, um, you have to tell yourself you're happy in order to be happy. Yeah, you got to be happy on your way to happy. Don't think you're going to get somewhere and be happy. I used to tell my shrink, I said, I'm going to get my hair and put my little short afro and I'm going to move to Oregon with the guru and a cult or some bullshit. <laughs> she said, who you going to meet when you get there? When you get off the plane, who's going to meet you? You will. You will meet yourself. There's no running. There's no stone unturned. You don't get to lie. You don't get to hide behind a rock. That shit's going to move. Who are you walking in your own skin? That's what you got to ask your, yourself. Not how good I look this morning, because I'm cute and I do check out. <laughs> but the time that you spend grooming... Sing your own song. Make your own music. Here, you know, I'm going to share something with you. <laughs> something pretty fucked up just happened with me in my life. And that's a rarity. I'm not going to share it because <laughs> it ain't your business. Uh, <laughs> but I am really, I'm really proud of how I'm handling it. I'm not one to go quietly into the night. I'm an activist. I always have been. And I'm going to stand up for the uh, people who are not able to stand up for themselves. It is a difficult task. Because the only person you can truly take care of is yourself. But I care. And, you know, I'm older now, and, you know, if I get too stressed out, I get a little breakout, you know, I start to itch, and I got to keep myself really calm. But I define myself, if I don't go the distance, then who am I? I've always been that one, that activist, that that one that says, no, I don't want, I, I want to find a cure for AIDS. I want to walk and for breast cancer. I want to talk about my mental illness. Ain't no shame in my game. Come on. I love being alive, and I'm not going to go quietly into the night. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for justice. I'm going to fight for what's right. And I'm going to be there for the people, because that's my job. Why was it important for you to speak about your bipolar condition? Because so many people in Hollywood shy away from telling about some of their personal issues that they have. Or well, look, I'm going to be honest with you, baby. I wrote a show called Bipolar Bath and Beyond. And they said, oh, she's coming out. I'm like, coming out? I've always been crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? Coming out? Bipolar? Uh, bipolar. They just gave it a name. Shit, when I was three, people were saying, Jenny's crazy. What the fuck's wrong with Jenny? They just didn't have that medicine they give kids now. What the fuck was that matter? They give them lithium or some shit. What's yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, bullshit. My mama didn't know nothing about lithium. She just slapped the shit out of me and said, go sit down. So anyway, uh, you know, look crazy, Jenny Lewis. Everybody would say, oh, look, Jenny Lewis, crazy. And then, you know, but I had talent, y'all. Yeah. Oh, and I was cute. I got away with everything. It was only when I got older that I, I realized, you know, 
the manic aspect of a bipolar disorder is actually fun. You know, we're addicted to that high. Who wouldn't, wouldn't want to be walking around high and happy and carrying on? It was the depression that was the great warning. You know, crying myself to sleep and that sort of thing. Shit, when I was coming up, I was like, okay, I guess everybody else cried at night too. You know, but when I became older and it started affecting my work, that's when I said, hold the fuck up. I went to a 30-something audition and I found myself just crumbling on the elevator when I was leaving that I didn't do a good job. It was because I was so manic and out of control. So when it started, when I saw that it affected, because he, it served me for a long time with my one-woman shows and being up and happy, like most comedians, mm-hmm. we're fucking crazy. We're high in the daytime and we, boom, at night the depression comes yeah. on. And we hide mental illness in um, show business because it, 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 you know, we can be crazy. And everybody yeah. go, oh, that's right. fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, and we get applause for being yeah. crazy. But when you take that shit into your personal life, goddamn, something's going on. Yeah. You can't, how many times can you kick a man's ass a day? So anyway, <laughs> how many times can you slap the shit out of a man or rip a t-shirt off his muscles? Yeah. Um, sexy, sexy. Anyway, so when it starts fucking with your life, then yeah. you got to say, hey, wait a minute. I want to be happy like everybody else. I want to see the smile on my face that I put on other people's faces. Wait a minute. So, yeah, I um, ain't no shame in my game. It's simple as that. <laughs> you know, I am, remember that show, I am that I am. I am my own special <laughs> creation. You know, um, but I, I used to joke in my show and say, I just turn to the audience, I'd sing a fabulous song, I'd do a fabulous thing, and I'd turn to the audience and go, I love myself. But now I mean it when I say it. I do. I love myself because I went and did the work. I love myself because I don't give up. Now I have quit. No, it's the other way around. I have given up, but I didn't quit. Mm. You got to be in it to win it. You got to. You got the moment you say that's enough, it was right around the corner. You cannot. It's life itself. It's ongoing. There's no going back. Oh, she went back. No, you didn't. Even if you went back to another guy or something, or another woman or something, or, 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 or to a goat, chicken, I don't know what the fuck you're into, but it, you, you don't go back because when you, even when you return, you are newer than you were when you left. There is no going back. We are evolution itself. We are ongoing. And we have choice. We choose. This is what we have. And if you are aware, then why not choose something that's going to make you happy? And you talked about that. You To being happy on your way to happy. Oh, I know what I was talking about. Going off to some cult or shit, thinking that was going to save my life. I mean, we all go through yeah. what can yeah. help me. What can do that. But the bottom line is... The work is inside. Happy on your way to happy. That's what my shrink said to me. She said, uh, you're going to meet yourself when you get there. Where are you going? I love if you fucked up right here, you're going to be fucked up when you get off the plane. Mm-hmm. Fuck you going. Where are you going, Jenny? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> where you go, you're going to meet you. I was like, damn, fuck you, bitch. So anyway, <laughs> but I learned from that. You know, you got to take care of self. Y'all, I've done it. 
I'm 58 years old. I'm still cute. I'm still talented. I'm still going. I have sustained in this business. And yet, mm, horrible shit can still happen. Mm -hmm. And you got to work your way through it. And one thing you find is you find when shit happens to you, you find out who, what you're made of. It's true. Because the only thing that matters is how you walk through it. And the operative word here is through, not around or up and down or thither, thither. You got to go through something. And I'm telling you right now, today, I feel very empowered because I've been taking care of myself. If I had to sit down and cry, I cried. I was on my bicycle, I'll pull over and sob behind a tree. I will sob, but then I'll keep the fuck going. You've got to keep going. Um, I know, I'm just so like, it's, it's, I'm like, this interview is over. Let's just. <laughs> on that note. Well, on that note, say, I'm ready to. He was going to say something. No, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, oh, I, I'm joking. What were you saying? Uh, as, as far as uh, being happy and making those choices, uh, as a creative person, how do you balance that? You know, because some days I'll, 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 I'll say, okay, I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck, but I really give a fuck. Yeah. And I care. And I care too much that you get somewhere. How do you balance that, that I don't give a fuck with, with actually caring? Let me tell you how I do that. Hmm. Wow. I do a thing where I say to my friends or whoever's listening, I walk in joy. I'm talking moment to moment. I'm not talking about this hour to hour shit. When you're bipolar, when you are... Mm, it's every step. You got to make sure you have chosen the better thought. You find yourself saying, fuck it. All you're saying is fuck me. Ooh. Because we all care. We all care. It's easy to not care. And oh so boring. Mm. And oh so ridiculous. I do this thing called choosing the better thought. In an instant. Practicing that daily. And when I find myself, you know, fuck you, bitch! <laughs> well, I mean that. But then I say, walk and joy, bitch, walk and <laughs> But truly, I, I try to stay in that joyful place and I use the word joy because it is a rare word bliss is a rare word people don't be running around going oh I'm joyful I mean, people be like what's wrong with that bitch <laughs> <laughs> but I choose that word because it is rare and it keeps me there it keeps me there Jenny are you joyful Jenny, are you joyful? Instead of thinking, oh, oh, I wish my daughter would do this. I say, I hope she's happy in whatever she's doing. Come on, y'all, you can't control nobody. 
And if you think real hard about it, other people's happiness ain't none of your business. Be careful with trying to save the world. Because, honey, if anybody could have, I would have. With my personality and charisma, had I been loved, ooh, don't y'all start me. Please, keep going. I would be president of the United States. But there was no time for all of that when I was a kid. My mother had to feed seven children. It's not that she didn't love me. She just didn't have time for a lot of affection. Do you understand? This is in my mm -hmm. book, so ain't no shame in my game. I got nothing I don't... Oh, 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 don't say too much, Jenny. Oh, they'll <laughs> use it against you. <laughs> Bitch, bring it. <laughs> Shit. Understand? You know, my mother was proud of me. But there just wasn't, there wasn't time for a lot of affection. And because of that, um, I've had to work through a lot of issues, but that's okay, honey. My mother gave me work ethics. She got off welfare. She got tired of telling white men that would come to the door for money, all her business, so she could get a check. You wait for the book, honey. You gonna I can't see what, wait. I can't you're going to see what my mother did right before she got off welfare and got a certificate and went and became a nurse's aide at the St. Louis County Hospital for 20-something years. And then she made sure we were educated. She said, one of y'all end up in jail. Just know right now, off the bat, I will not come and get you. None of us went to jail, and all my sisters and brothers have master's degrees. And I have a doctorate. Mm. An honorary doctorate of humane letters. And that's why it means so much to me. Because it is of humane letters. Hmm. I believe in people. I believe in life. I believe in forward moving into joy. Into a peaceful world. Now I know it sounds naive. People are cutting people's heads off on beaches. Hmm. Come on y'all. And then with... When you found that place in you that it, I'll call it the centered place, mm. do you think that that is something that also helped you with your career in entertainment? Oh, God, because yes. Are so you many kidding? people yeah. define themselves by their success in Yeah, no, if you business. bring the joy to the role. I mean, like when, when I did Zelma Bullock and What's Love Got to Do With It, I just fall in love. And of course, he's gone now. He was on Mini and it was gorgeous. Oh, child, when I first saw him naked, all I could say was Merry Christmas. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. I went off into the Armenian. <laughs> what happened? How did that center help you? Oh, well, his center character. helped me. His center helped you. Oh, yes. Good Lord. I, like I said, Merry Christmas. I, I wasn't saying that about his arm. But anyway, well, maybe I was. Anyway, listen. So where was I? Something about the center. No. Uh, in truth. In truth. Um, you can only begin from where you are when you're creating. And, of course, that's with everything. But... We bring all of our experience together for that. Like I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing a one-woman show right now for Broadway. I want to open it as um, probably in about five years. So I've got like three songs written already, and I'm taking my time. Um, so yes, that center brings you. Ooh, if you stay aligned in a positive ongoingness, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Let me say this today, and let me say it to you 
with as much confidence as I can. You can do anything. Mm. You can move a mountain. I'm telling you guys, the work that I've done. Now, like I said, my shit stinks. <laughs> I got problems. You know, well, challenges. Fuck a problem. But like I said, bring it. You got to use your tools to get through it. And if you keep yourself in alignment, if you try to stay in that joy as much as possible, there's too much going in the world to have a, 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 a small constitution. You got to look in the mirror every morning. You can't go, oh, this is a day. No, bitch, the day is going to eat you up. The internet alone. The traffic in Los Angeles alone. You got to arm yourself with joy so you can move through it. No, bitch, you don't live your life. Somebody else is going to live it for you. That's true. You got to arm yourself. When I ride my bike, I rode my bike 12 miles this morning. I'm exhausted. I don't know how I'm giving y'all this. Y'all send in some money. <laughs> send in some money. We're going to start a GoFundMe account. Yes. Shit. GoFundMe. No. But have you always been into the uh, exercise? Oh God, yes! Oh my God, yes, honey! Dance class. I was captain of the chilling squad, president of my class. When I got to college, it was Feldenkrais, Stanislavski. I went to New York. I studied movement and voice and and speech. And this is why I speak so well. And you know Shakespeare, Bertolt Brecht, Ibsen. You know I did it all, guys. I did it all. I wanted it all. Uh, movement, uh, yoga. You know I can still kick over my leg if I want to um, I, I love moving I still I had a rotator cuff and uh, Neil Alatroch my uh, he did Kobe's uh, shoulder when he had the same uh, rotator cuff and um, now I can still play racquetball I mean you know I I keep myself moving you have to move mm-hmm. you know and um you know, singing. I did Carnegie Hall. What was it? Three years ago, and I got a, a neatly electrifying standing ovation at Carnegie Hall. I trained for that one song with that sixty-piece orchestra and that what fifty-voice choir. I trained for one song for three months. Wow! And some guy came up to me at the show. He said, "Oh my God, you're not even on Broadway, Jennifer, and your voice is so powerful." I'm like, "Mother, oh <laughs> I'm Jennifer, motherfucking Lewis. I'm in this bitch." <laughs> I mean, that was a lifetime dream. Every time I passed Carnegie Hall, I would always point at it and say, one day. And in my 20s, I lived five, was it five, like five blocks from Carnegie Hall. So I would pass often. And I'd say, one day. And that one day came. You have to find a dream. Find a passion. And every day do something to make you feel good that will enhance that dream. I told Oprah, it was the dream that sustained me. When I was depressed or, 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 you know, acting out sexually or whatever the hell I was doing in my youth. The next morning I was going to dance class. The next morning I was going to voice class. No matter what I had done that night. I don't care how drunk I'd gotten. I haven't had a drink in 50, 15 years, y'all. So that's wonderful. When, uh, now, okay, and let's get to that. What made me stop drinking and smoking? A near life, a near death experience. I caught the flu. There was a strand going around the United States um, that was killing people, and I caught it. 
I didn't know you could be that sick and be alive. Mm. And I used to say, oh, talking about uh, uh, die from the flu, take some antibiotics and shut the fuck up. Well, <laughs> it wasn't that easy. And let me tell you what happened. Um, I was filming Girlfriends at the time, and I would do a scene and just pass out in the back. I mean, do a scene, pass out. I was so sick. So I was laying on the sofa, and my daughter and my poodle went past the uh, doorway, and I saw her walk. She was doing laundry. And, you know, she didn't look at me, but I was over on the sofa, and I was so sick. She would already brought me soup. She was an angel. But I saw her go past the door, and in that second I said, you know what? I want to see her. Her children. The fuck are you doing over here? You're, you're sick. And so I, the next day, I, the sun was out, and I went out by my pool, and I was walking around. And you know, if you smoke, nobody got nothing about no flu. You got to have that cigarette. So I saw myself. I was leaned over like a troll. I couldn't even walk with this sickness. But I and I was smoking, and I saw the the shadow of the smoke come out of the shadow of me that was leaned over and I saw it and I said to myself dear God that shadow is me so I told God when I saw my daughter walk past the door I said you get me up off this sofa and I'll give it all up and I did stop smoking and drinking on a dime Mm. so you know pay attention try not to um, wait before you're getting ready to die to change something. You know, before somebody say, oh, you got cancer. Oh, now I'm going to change. Oh, too late, bitch. Too late. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> but so grasp life is all I'm saying. Grasp it. And I'll tell you one thing after my mother's passing. Now I know That life is but a whisper. It is but a whisper. Don't get caught up in the drama and the madness. Look in the mirror and smile. Look in your own eyes and say, I love myself. And stand there and say it over and over until you mean it. And watch the stress, watch the tension just fall off your body. Do it every morning. Just like you brush your teeth, you can brush your soul. So, mm. go get them, Tiger. What's next? <laughs> uh, I want to just kind of talk about uh, the entertainment business. And uh, I always felt like in the '90s there were these ho- there, were, there were TV shows aimed for the family. Mm. We had Fresh Prince, uh, Family Matters, Home Improvement. And I feel like in the 2000s, it had kind of, everything had kind of gotten darker. And we're starting to see with Modern Family, Blackish, that it's starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like that kind of went Why away? Well, it goes right back to the spirituality. People are sick of the pain. You know, you get tired of the violence and, you know, and oh my God, everything's so dark right now. Every shot. I mean, yep. you got to open up with a hatchet in somebody's head to right. capture the, you know, the ratings and it get, but, and it's more and more of it. Somebody's raped and murdered and mm-hmm. thrown and dear God. I remember, you know, while raising my daughter, the name of uh, our music was, you know, Midnight Train to Georgia. Her music was, bitch better have my money. (laughs) You know, okay, okay, so change, change, change. But when 
What's going to happen when the love falls away? What What are we doing, y'all, really? What are we doing? Come on. But, you know, there's going to be a price. And, you know, you can't stop. You know, I've always said man can stop a stream from flowing. But no man can stop a flood. And we're flooding our children with so much trash. But can we ever go back, though? I mean, can't go you back. Know, we're, we're can't so go back. You, you go forward. Look, like I said, I am an optimist. We're okay. We're doing okay. We're doing great. We're still here. Mm-hmm. You know, civilization still exists. Well, as it as it is. <laughs> but you have, once again, choose the better thought. Choose the better thought. What you have to do is make sure your children don't watch that. Or that they get a taste of it. You know, oh God, y'all, there's so much I can say. You go into your kid's room and say, clean your room. They over there watching, you know, porn. You can't see it because the computer's turned around. And they look over you and go, yeah, right, bitch. You know, here it is. <laughs> it's a new day. Miss Johnson ain't on the porch no more. Right. Because Miss Johnson don't want to come out because a bullet could hit her. Yeah. It changed. So those of us who are aware, we have a responsibility to say no. But we have more of a responsibility to say yes. Yes, I will fight. Yes, I will stand up. Yes, I will make a difference. Yes, I will go and volunteer. Yes, I will serve. Oh, you have to say yes. You have to say yes to life. Come on, y'all. We can do this, those of us who are aware. And don't judge somebody else because what you think they're doing is wrong. First of all, if you can check it out as wrong, then what's in you to see it in them? It's got to be in you to see it in them. Leave people alone. Let them do what they're doing. You do your best to leave the rest and hope somebody sees your light. And if they don't, you just keep being your light and keep it moving. That's our problem. We judge too much. You busy looking at the other person. And then you go to sleep and you're not at peace so you can't sleep. And then you got to take a pill to go to sleep and then a pill to wake up. People ask me, my my friend sitting here, Julia Walker, my manager, she says, you sleep like a bear. I said, because I have peace of mind. Because if I did something to somebody, I say I'm sorry. It's small things that give you peace of mind. You know, I'm I'm blessed enough to be making uh, a good living right now because I'm doing blackish. I help people when I can. Don't call me for no money. <laughs> Dang. Motherfucker. I was like, oh, you Did you hear me? I said, motherfucker. Like, Somebody said, what, what's her, her, her Facebook? <laughs> so I see she give me some money. What's her Gmail? No, I, I got a family of six I'm taking care of. I'm putting the kids through school. You know, I, I'm not bragging about this kind of stuff, but, you know, I call it like I see it. If I can help you know, children, it's about children. So uh, there's your answer. If you're eight and under, don't call me for no money. <laughs> no, but the, uh, the truth is, is you got to give back. You got to yeah. serve. Like Obama says, you know, on Martin Luther King Day, serve. Do something for the people who took those dogs. Not the people in the back of the march. The ones on the front line that took the dogs and the water hoses. Your generation does not get to forget that. 
You don't get to to wear your $3,000 Nikes and your Blonic shoes and your designer uh, purses and forget Harriet Tubman. Then what do you feel about the millennials' idea of no labels? Because that's a big thing. That's not, Raven Simone no, doesn't want any labels. I'm not black. I'm not. I'm not gay. black. I'm, I'm not, not gay. This. I'm just a person. Look, let me say this. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you. How about I just say something? No. I think we we'll got the you answer. You know what? Yeah, let's just leave that alone. I think. Um, yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> well, you've had. You don't want me to go in there. I do actually, <laughs> but I will tell you about. I will tell you about what I think. I saw one of the questions about uh, the cover of Ebony. Ebony. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. I think that it just should have been Cosby's face and a big crack. I don't, I don't think they needed to do that to the show. Um, you know, to have a, a cut piece of glass going across Felicia Rashad's face is not cute, mm. ladies and gentlemen. It should have been his face and worse than glass on it. So. And do you believe the allegations that are out there? <laughs> I'll take that as I got my answer as well. <laughs> Didn't I say his face with his the glass face. on it? Yeah. Something worse than glass. Of course <laughs> I believe it. I not only believe it, but I know it from the horse's mouth. I know it, ladies and gentlemen. Stop defending that man. Mm. He is a serial rapist, and that is the end of the story. Morning fucking glory. Don't even go there. I know. And don't approach me and ask. You figure it out yourself. But when I say I know something, I know it. No, I, you just got to say something nice after that. Um, I, before we wrap up, um, <laughs> wait a minute, wait, 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 the Kardashians. Next. <laughs> Donald Trump. Next. <laughs> oh, you guys go ahead. No, listen. Now, come on. Put really about Donald okay. Trump. Okay, the word would be... <sighs> Lord have mercy. I will tell you this. Fuck one word. But if anything could take us back, it would be the likes of that shit. Keep what's the next question? Well, All of that. That's ridiculous. I mean, the man is Hitler for Christ's sake. But go on. Woo. Yes, Donald Trump is Hitler. Quote me. Go on. What else? <laughs> well, I want to know. <laughs> worse. No. Worse. Go on. I don't disagree. Uh, so we were speaking. Uh, you mentioned that you're working on your next one woman show probably yes. in the next five yes. years, and we're talking about the darkness and as a artist and a creator yourself what else do you see as your contribution to art and life going forward beyond your one woman show that's coming and what what do you have in store or hope to have in store well you know life is so good right now and I I knock on wood when I say that and, and I trust me I say it with great humility um 
step at a time for me. You know, coming from poverty, I've saved my money. I don't, you know, need to, you know, be desperate anymore. I can, like I said, I have peace of mind. I'm happy with myself. You know, I spend my time doing things that I love to do. So there's, yeah, and I've done it all. And and I'm certainly not ready to sit down, but, you know, the one-woman show is a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got some movies coming up. I can't talk about it right now, but it's pretty exciting. It's an A-list movie with two other A-list women. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so all that's going on. And um, life is good, you know. I, I, I'm more... I give my time to my family as much as I can, you know, my siblings and, um, you know, having just lost our mother and everything and, and things are more important to me now. Mm-hmm. You know, I travel around the world. I love traveling and uh, I've done it all. Uh, will it get better for me? Yeah, because because I'm, I, it's, I breathe on stage. I breathe in front of a camera. Uh, things will be better and and um life will be more wonderful but do i know exactly what's coming no i don't know mm-hmm. i i know my story and that's why i know the book is going to be so exciting because it is a an exciting story i have lived quite the life guys right. and um i really have it, it it's you know i had a knife to my throat in new york and da, 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 and and you know drowning in the pacific and and talking to kids all over the world and 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 you know the addictions from the bipolar disorder and and coming through all of the madness and dealing with some now, but in a better way and easier. You know, I always say money doesn't make life easy. It makes it easier, you know. So let's put it like this. (laughs) I answer the call. And I try to choose what I believe will make me happier than I am. So I think I got a handle on what it's all about right now. And I don't know if there's a greater gift. Um, Like I said, it doesn't stop bad things from happening. But if you were whole before you got that call, you certainly have a better chance to balance it and to continue on. And we, we definitely have to wrap up, but you've been in this industry almost 40 years, and you've had a long career that is from television to film and very respectable work. This last year or two, we've seen the image of a black the black woman in entertainment slightly change, or the, it seems or appears to change. We have, you know, Viola Davis' success, Shonda Rhimes, uh, and the list goes on and on. Do you Gabriel believe... Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union, yeah. Taraji, do you believe yourself... Carrie... Mm-hmm. Carrie, do you believe that Hollywood has a different perspective now of the black actress? I think so. I think things are getting better. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want um, to see more people behind the cameras, um, more African-American directors. And um, I think um, I'm, I'm very <laughs> appreciative of this generation uh, using the technology to write their own stories and being bold and courageous in them. Um, yeah. 
we're going to be great. We're going to be fine. You know, I was uh, stopped by, God help me, TMZ people once. <laughs> and they asked me something about, oh, I don't remember what the question was, but he was an African-American uh, young man. And, and, and I just looked at him. I said, listen, we're going to be fine. But we'll be fine when you guys act like you have a black president. You have a black president. Act like it. End of story. Mm-hmm. Eight years. I loved when he said, I won twice, bitches. He did. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot going on. But if we just, if those of us who know that we can make a change by standing up for justice, no matter what that means to you. It'll be a better world. What you should be responsible for is it will be a better world for you. For you, yeah. You see? So. And, and if you could use one word to define your career, what would it be? Mmm. Magic. Mm. It's the first time I've ever said that. Because you think of magic as on when a child, when a young child sees a a dove come out of somebody's hand and they didn't know it was there. I didn't know I had a dove in my hand. Mm. And I do have one. We all have a dove in our hand because it's constant change and you can make it constant fun. Answer the call. What's going on in your life? How can I really, truly make it better? How can I make it more fun? Who can I help? What can I do that somebody will see my light? That's all I can do is get... Because I wasn't going to write my memoir. The millennials, this generation was just too selfish. I was like, fuck them. (laughs) Sitting at their fucking computers and not paying attention to what's going on around them. But we need it. But you laid down in the streets last year. And this year. Now you get my story. Now. You've earned my story. You laid down for justice and continue to do it. So I'll give you my story. Mm. We can't wait to see it, it. and we will take it and get educated. (laughs) All right. Where can fans find you on social media? Jennifer Lewis for real on Facebook (laughs) and at Jennifer Lewis. On Twitter. <laughs> and do not and ask for donations. And you can call me at home. Hey, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> just kidding. Courtney. 100,001. Right. Yeah. 888-422. <laughs> Courtney, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. Jesse. Everywhere at DJ Jesse J. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Jennifer Lewis. You're the most magical guest. You are. You have the ever magical ever. is such an appropriate word for you to use. I didn't no, you are iconic. You are legendary. That's where that I am right now. Everything. I mean, that's what we want. Please come back. The real I portrait. Will.
you are a true portrait. Thank I mean, you, thank you. Thank That's you. All I, can, I just got to thank you. That's thank all I can you. say. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you as well for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live Portraits with Jennifer Lewis. Check her out on Blackish Wednesday nights, ABC. Yes. We'll see you soon. Bye. Uh, bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.